Well, hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast. We have been doing a series called The Seven Most Powerful Characteristics of a Leader and we're on part six already, trying to take from the last 30 years of leadership experience and mistakes and, uh, and all of those to try and pull out those seven characteristics that I would consider most crucial for a leader. And the one we look at today, number six, is visionary. Leaders need to be visionary. They actually have to have vision. If you haven't got vision, you're not really going to take people somewhere. You're going to maintain and manage. And we've looked at management before. And in the kingdom of God, we manage for multiplication. And all of that is a good thing. But the essence of leadership is to take people from here to there, which is why being visionary as a leader is so crucial. Start with a John Maxwell quote once again. It says, the leader needs to see more and see before. To see more. In other words, one of the giftings, if you're a leader, part of the gifting that God has put inside of you is the ability to see more. In other words, to see more clearly is to be able to recognize opportunities, is to see what could be done, is to have your heart stirred by a noble theme. And not just to see more, but to see before. The leader, sh leader shouldn't be playing catch up because the people have all realized already what needs to happen. Rather, the leader needs to be ahead, looking ahead, anticipating the future, seeing more and seeing before. Visionary in the kingdom is, of course, different to visionary in the world. You see, in the kingdom of God, people don't need your vision. They don't need my vision. Obviously, they need God's vision. And that's why in the kingdom of God, visionary is a prophetic gift. We need the prophetic vision of God. Prophecy is not just, I've got a word of encouragement for you, but rather prophetically, God, what are you saying to us as a church? Where are you taking your people? And we want to pick up on the visionary aspect of God, the prophetic nature of God, so that we can cast a vision. That famous uh, proverb in Proverbs 29 verse 18, where there's no revelation, people cast off restraint. I like that word revelation. The old King James used to say, where there's no vision, people perish. Here it says where there's no revelation. It brings it back to a kingdom. Revelation means an uncovering. Leaders, we need to go after God's uncovering, His prophetic purposes. And notice how vision or that revelation and people cast off restraint. That speaks about discipline. In fact, I've had people come and say to me before that, oh, they really struggle with self-discipline. And I say, nope, you don't struggle with self-discipline. You struggle with vision. You see, where there's no vision, people cast off restraint. That's self-discipline. So if you've got a self-discipline problem, the real root is vision in your life. I mean, if you just look at the world, uh, take sports, for example. Those professional sports people who are going off to being number one in the world, before the sun is up, they'll be on the road running, doing exercises, hitting golf balls, whatever it takes so that they could get better. They've got a vision. I want to be number one. And when you have vision, discipline follows along. So what I want to do today is look at the four stages of vision development. I want to take an example of Jesus unfolding his vision for the church and I want to use four different stages as the apostles wrestled with it and eventually saw it come to pass. So let me explain by going through it. Number one, stage one is God reveals but people don't see it. Now, this can be many of us could be right here. God is trying to reveal his vision. He's got a purpose, a plan for you, for your church, for your organization. God has this incredible vision for you, but you don't see it. Jesus revealed God's vision for his church, which was a fulfillment of what had always been promised right through the Old Testament. Jesus, you're going to be a light for the Gentiles, but the apostles didn't see it. So in Matthew 28 verses 18 and 19, remember the famous Great Commission? Jesus called them to himself and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Here it is. Jesus unfolds. He's giving the church their vision. 
Interesting, that word nations, we naturally think geography, but that word nations actually means Gentiles, pagan, foreign nations. So he's saying go into all of the, the nations, to all of the Gentiles, to the foreigners, those who don't know God. But actually the apostles didn't hear it. They didn't catch that this gospel, the message of Jesus, is for all people and not just for Jews. The problem was that the apostles didn't catch the significance of what had just been revealed. They were too overwhelmed. They were too confused. They missed the bigness of what Jesus was trying to say. And we can fall into the exact same trap. God is trying to reveal his prophetic vision for us, but we just don't get it. Number two, God reveals, but people can't see it. Not just we don't see it. Sometimes we can't. We're too limited to catch the vision God has for us. Even though Jesus had given the disciples the great commission, they couldn't see the extent of it. So they stayed in Jerusalem and the, and the church stayed Jewish. Now, I can't go into it now. I've spoken about it before, how Peter then had that incredible vision up on the roof and uh, he saw this picnic blanket coming down and it says in Acts 10 verses 11 to 15, the voice said, get up, Peter, kill and eat. He says, surely not, Lord. I've never eaten anything impure, unclean. And the voice says to him a second time, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. And then the Holy Spirit says, someone's going to knock on the door. Go with them. There's Gentile people, Cornelius' servants, invite Peter to come and preach to the Gentiles. And uh, as Peter's preaching, the Holy Spirit falls on the Gentiles. Now Peter has to go to the other apostles and try and convince them of this vision. This gospel is for the Gentiles. It's for everyone. In Acts 11, 17 to 18, So if God gave them the same gift He gave us who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think I could stand in God's way? When they heard this, they had no further objections and praised God, saying, So then even the Gentiles... Gentiles, God has given repentance that leads to love. In other words, God had this prophetic vision, but they couldn't receive it. Sometimes we can't because of the hardness of our hearts that resists change. Sometimes we're too small in our thinking, and sometimes we're too small in our ability to trust in God's power. We need to enlarge, God, enlarge our hearts to receive your vision. Thirdly, not just God reveals, but we don't, or not just God reveals, but we can't. Sometimes God reveals, but we won't receive it. And uh, here what's happened to me, this is the most tragic. So now the church is abuzz with this news that the gospel has been presented to the Gentiles. The Holy Spirit has been poured out. But we read in Acts 11 verse 19, those who'd been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed, traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus and Antioch, spreading the word only among the Jews. So here they won't. No, God, we can't. It's just, it's, we, we don't like this vision that God has. And sometimes our own limitations limit what God wants to do. We're too stuck in our own traditions, too limited by our past prejudices, too afraid of change. Sometimes we just won't. And sometimes God reveals and the people do see it. I love the way the story ends. Acts 11, 20 and 21. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks, also telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. Here they embraced God's prophetic vision. The vision was cast. The people responded and the hand of God was upon them. So here's the challenge that I want to leave with us. What stage of God's vision are you walking in right now? Number one, God is trying to reveal his vision and plans, but you don't realize it. Or number two, you have a sense of God's vision, but you can't grasp the bigness of it. Your own limitations are shrinking it. Or maybe number three, God has put his sense of vision into your heart, but you won't grasp it. You have a sense of his vision, but it scares you. And so you won't 
Embrace it. Or number four, God has revealed part of his vision and you are walking in it and seeing God at work in you and through you. I hope you're at level four and I pray that all of us as leaders, we need God, we want to be visionary. So let me leave you with these last couple of questions. Question one, from the four stages above, which one do you identify with most and why? Second question, what limitations, maybe fear, laziness, small thinking, doubts, etc. might be limiting you from receiving or walking in God's vision for your life or organization? It's good to identify it so you can deal with it. And lastly, can you write down what you believe God's vision is for your life and or organization? Write it down so that we'll take it, communicate it, speak it, and begin to live in it. I hope that helps. This is an area I believe God is calling us as leaders to grow in, and uh, I pray that you would grow in that too. God bless. See you again next week. Until then, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.